Hello, Talk Me Into listener. This is Jeff, a Talk Me Into host for Talk Me Into. I was asked to be a guest on a podcast called We're All Yankovics. Get it? Because it kind of sounds like Weird Al Yankovic, but we're all of the Yankovics. I was on their show. Um, you can find it on Apple Podcasts or We're All Yankovics.com, where I try to convince them, I t- try to talk them into liking sports song more than they do. Um, because on our Weird Al episode, I believe I called sports song the greatest song ever created by anybody ever. <laughs> and they disagreed. So head on over, give it a listen. Uh, and if you're a Weird Al fan, which I know a bunch of uh, Talk Me Into listeners are, listen to their other episodes. They do a lot of debates with other Weird Al fans. Um, most recently, they had an episode about Ode to a Superhero, which was a great episode because that's one of my least favorite Weird Al songs. And I thought they had a very good discussion. Um, give them a listen. And uh, hey, Jimmy, play the theme song. Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. It's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. On this episode, it's Insecure. My name is Dan, and I'm pretty sure I like buying media more than consuming it. My name is Jeff, and berries and cream was my favorite Dr. Pepper flavor. (laughs) My name is Jimmy, and for my birthday one year, Dan's parents brought me and my cousin of mine to Walmart to buy anything I wanted. My cousin spent over an hour in the store. I immediately bought a video game and waited in the car with Six Star Brian. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. I, I would have bought a lawnmower got, just to show him. <laughs> like, anything, yeah. huh? Jeff is running out of fun facts it, no, it's at a rate that he's now just naming things that he likes. Yeah, my last two were about soda. Yeah. My name is Jeff, and I like roast beef. <laughs> You gotta bring back soda discussions. He's writing that now. Yeah, writing that down for the next episode. Soda discussions was a uh, an idea we had that never launched, where we talked about different flavors of soda. Yeah, and uh, I had to go and get healthy. Damn it! Yeah, damn you, Don. Well, no, it came up because last week I had a Mountain Dew fun fact, and I I recently found a pineapple flavored one. I forgot the name of it. It Has like a silly festive name, and it was delicious AF. But then I was like, Supernova's better. I'll never forget that delicious never forget. strawberry melon yeah. ginseng flavor that f- did not win in democracy. It's the Hillary Clinton. No, it's not, because I actually like Supernova. Jeff, <laughs> yeah. this is a side tangent, but I feel it's a little related because you're not a coffee drinker. I'm not. But you like sodas, fruity flavors, things like that. I, I, I know do, you're a fan yeah. of like interesting flavor combos. Starbucks has launched a new drink that's like a refresher. It's not a coffee drink. They're okay. Drink. Listen, though, this is different. Okay. It's coconut milk based. Okay. But the flavor combination is ginger turmeric. And I've heard mm. it's quite delicious. It sounds the ginger fine. has a potent spice to it. It sounds fine, but if it if it was from somewhere other than Starbucks, I'd be way more interested because Starbucks to me, even their good stuff is mediocre and overpriced. Oh. 
I'm not a huge Starbucks guy. Like their hibis- their hibiscus refresher, it's fine. Yeah. It's not worth the money you pay for it. I don't love the refreshers either, but I found that interesting. I would order it, except I'm not a huge coconut milk guy. It's not very coconutty flavor. It's just like a sweet milk. Yeah. Still. <laughs> Dan, I totally feel your fun fact. I that is everybody. me to a T. I just realized that like I go out and like I'm like, oh, I love this movie. I should really own it. I buy it and then I don't Never watch, watch it. it. But then you're upset when you want to watch it. Like I just told you guys I was it's watching um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. For so- I thought I owned it, but I don't. I so don't either. Yeah. It's not streaming anywhere. I had to watch it in clips on YouTube and it was a pain in the butt. Do you have Pee Wee's Playhouse Blu-ray set? No. Okay. That it's came out a few years ago and yeah. it was really nice, but. I feel like it should have included the movies. How how difficult would that have been? They're totally different products. I understand. Yeah, but... Might be owned by different companies. Yeah, so I was thinking about that recently when buying some, like, Blu-rays. And then yesterday I went to the comic book store and picked up back issues. And they're just sitting in a pile right now. Like, Oh, that's comic books. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. number one. No, I totally feel that. Because, like, most of my movies on my bookshelf... Well, not most of them, but a lot of my movies on my bookshelf are just unopened. Yeah, so I stopped buying Blu-rays except for, like... Doctor Who, Star Wars, and that's pretty much it. Like, if something, like, comes out and I'm like, I have to own that, yeah, then I'll buy it, but not really. I mean, I guess, you like, if you weren't someone who already collected that crap, like, I already have, like, hundreds of them, if I didn't, it wouldn't be a really big deal to not buy them because, like Jimmy did last couple weeks ago with the host, he just rented it from Amazon for probably, what, $3, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so I was going to buy Superman, Superman, we just did a Superman episode, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on 4K, Yeah, and like for some reason I didn't, and then it was on Netflix a week later, and it's been on there ever since, so I'm like, I don't need to spend $30, Yeah, it's just, it's just there, and then when it's not, we'll figure have it out. Have you guys come across anyone in your personal life who does not have even the capability for physical media anymore? Yes, multiple people that I work with. Isn't that kind of odd? It is strange, but like we are in the direction of streaming. Yeah. yeah, but you don't have a Blu-ray player. Like, so, it's a 15-year-old technology. Well, yeah, that's I know, crazy. but a lot of people don't. They never made the upgrade to Blu-ray. They still have DVD players. Well, that's that's dumb to well, me. Well, what if they have none? Because this person I'm talking to, talking about, um, we wanted to start watching the new High Fidelity series. Yeah. Which is very enjoyable, by the way. I've I do want to watch that, yeah. Um, And she's never seen the original High Fidelity movie. So when I went over to her house, I brought High Fidelity. On DVD, because that's how I own it, because it's an old movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I brought the movie so we could watch it. She's like, oh, I don't have a DVD player. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's weird. But I guess, I mean, it makes it a lot more convenient. You don't have to store DVDs everywhere in Blu-ray. It's still a little strange. Like, how much space does it take up? A DVD player costs like 10 bucks. Yeah. It is strange, because like, uh, I don't know, DVD was a huge jump from uh, VHS. So. uh... What about Laserdisc, bro? Everyone counts out Laserdisc. You had a very extensive laser disc collection well, my uncle for a while. Did, yeah. yeah, you still have those? No, I was about to say I gave some to Jeff. Yeah, then I sold the laser disc player. You did? Yeah. Then the guy said it didn't work, and he wanted me to return it. And I was like, "Bro, I'll give you the money back and keep it." He's like, "I don't want to keep it." And I was like, "I'm not taking it back." <laughs> he wanted it to return it to me. I was like, "Throw it away." He's like, "I don't want to throw it away." I was like, "I'm not Would taking you sell this it back." On eBay? Uh, I forgot what it was. Let no, go or something? No, I met I met him across the street at my job at a YMCA parking lot. And he was like, does it work? I'm like, everything works fine. I just used it. It works great. It's fine. The drawer opens a little slow. Works fine. And then he's like, he keeps texting me. And I was like, 
I will PayPal you the money back. I don't care. He's like, I have to, I, I don't want this. And I was like, put it in the trash. He argued me How about it. How much do you sell a used Laserdisc player for? I think it was like 20 bucks or yeah. something, 25 bucks. We've been talking a long time about media. <laughs> yeah. Dan, do we have any reviews this week? We do. We have a review uh, from, oh, this Good is- Good luck. Yeah. yeah. I, there's two ways he's going to, yeah. one of two ways he's going to say it. I'm going to choose the least offensive, the less offensive way and hope that I'm right. <laughs> Uh, Satch Rose. Oh, that's different than what I was thinking. I, w- I, I mean, Sack Rose for Sash. Sasha or Sack for the last name. Yeah. Sack. Okay. Uh, one of the best. I was introduced to this podcast because I was trying to win the Fleet Foxes record giveaway that Anthony Fantano retweeted. Shout out to the needle drop. While I sadly didn't win, I was able to discover a great new podcast, which has quickly become one of my favorites. Great production quality, fun format, and three awesome hosts. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Wish you all the best. I'm okay. <laughs> that was a great review. It that is was a very really nice good. review. We got the origin story finally. Yeah. I always say, yeah. like, I wonder where these people find us. That's how. She told us the, they told us the origin story. It's and that melon. He's telling everybody. To pull back the curtain a little bit, guys, to give you some behind the scenes information, this is exactly what we hoped would happen. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. For the cost of an album that I actually already had a duplicate of, yeah. we got some new fans. Thanks yeah. to Melon. <laughs> Thanks to Melon. Yeah. Um, also, Jeff. Yeah. I think now you wanted me to jump in with somewhat of a, a non-regularly reoccurring yeah, segment. Yeah, I was, I was going to do that, but let's make people think that it's your idea, Dan. No, you asked me. I did ask you. Guys, this is Jeff's idea. Full credit <laughs> to Jeff. On the Mindfield episode of Talk Me Into, Dan's talk himself into was that he was recording his dreams. As in, he would have a dream, wake up. And then instead of write it down, record audio. It was an audio dream journal. Right. And our recording schedule is weird. So like, I remember he did it, but forgot. Then the episode came out and I listened to it and I was like, I forgot this happened. (laughs) And we haven't done anything in several episodes. And he sent us a few more since then privately. So I was like, forget about Patreon, patreon.com slash talk me into. There's a lot of stuff that's up there. That's good. Just forget about it. We don't need to mention it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But I was like, we got to get this out here somehow. They're so funny that we want to play them on the show. So here to present another entry into his audio dream journal is Dan. All right. I don't know when, what date this was recorded, but the time was three 45 AM. And uh, here we go. Somehow I became unhinged through time and space. Every time a different dream came up, I knew it wasn't real, but everyone around me did. So they thought I was crazy. I was like a coal miner. I was like a muckraker in horse stalls in the Old West. At one point, I was just like trying to get away from the cops an insane asylum and I was crazy (laughs) I was on the run through the whole thing and nobody believed me that was it that's it so you were dreaming within a dream oh many dreams within dreams it was sort of like lucid dreaming but i couldn't control it Mm. it's the closest i've ever gotten to lucid dreaming because in the dream i knew it was a dream yeah but i couldn't do anything about it and every time i started to like 
almost get captured or killed by these people who didn't believe me. I was like, it's a dream, it's a dream. Then I would like, whoa, go through a time wormhole and end up like somewhere else. It was cool. crazy. It was crazy, it was dude. Muckraker. In a horse stall in the Wild West. That was really good. I mean, good. props to me for using muckraker at 345 <laughs> in the know. morning. Yeah, yeah good on not you. even using the political connotation of a muckraker. No, Jeff would have been like, poop. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a poop smith. <laughs> <laughs> the poop smith. <sighs> Glad you enjoyed it. Good. More to come on that. Okay, fellas. This is the time of the episode where we take a minute to say what we're talking ourselves into. Ooh. I got a weird one this week. Oh, I like weird. I'm talking myself into keeping my phone on silent. You don't do that? This is the thing. Everyone on earth, my age or younger, knows that you just keep your phone on silent. I don't all the know time. what my phone sounds yeah. like. It vibrates or it does nothing. That's it. I just, in the past, I haven't been able to like. My phone does vibrate, but I just miss notifications. Like, not calls. That's obviously well, noticeable. That's, that's because of the 5G leaking into your bones. And yeah. And you can't feel vibrations. <laughs> but, like, if I'm, if I'm like, thinking about it and expecting a text to come in, like, just now I expected a text to come in and I felt that little zzz, and I was, like, good. But if I don't expect it, I would miss it. Well, now I have an Apple Watch and that will give me oh, notifications yeah. as well and it's a lot more noticeable like on my wrist yeah so i'm i'm down i'm down to clown because prior to this i knew that like all the cool people have silent phones so you just leave it on at work before this you would just leave your ringtone on no not at work oh but everywhere else on earth the only time i ever turn my phone on is if i'm expecting an important phone call i'll turn yeah. it all the way up and still i'm like i would have felt it like i, I know this call is coming sometime yeah yeah, like I only do year. it. Yeah, only something important, or if it's like in the middle of the night and I need like something done or whatever. One time I was on uh, the snapping chat hmm. and I went to turn the volume up and accidentally I turned up my ringer, but I didn't know that. Yeah. It's so then weird. later on, I hear like a and I was like, Lindsay, your phone. And she's like, it's not my phone. And I was like, yeah, it is. And, it's like, <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's my phone. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's, huh. it's first words. <laughs> I even have fun ringtones and I never hear them. Yeah. yeah. My whole thing was I, I used to love to have obnoxious ringtones. Yeah. Songs that start with really loud guitar solos or loud screaming. I Don't just say loud screaming. Give credit where credit is I had is Dan due. screaming one time in one of his bands. It started out outside my window and it was just screams. that was great that was really fun it was very everybody got scared by it it was fun but <laughs> just like, imagine my voice screaming the word outside and that was jeff's ringtone <laughs> cool yeah so i'm trying it i'm trying to be hip it's hip to be a square i don't know i it it only became like a meme internet thing recently i everybody just started to do it everyone yeah. it like, was never like a conscious decision it was like society as a whole just stopped well, doing you're, it you might be an early adapter jeff but i feel like for the most part it's like 30 and under mm. young people have no sound old people have all the sound so i'm old people and i have no sound yeah you're an early adapter i'm okay. i'm getting to it now yeah um but like there's nothing more dad than sitting in like a quiet room of people like talking and then all of a sudden like like coming yeah. like from a phone maybe like once a week somebody in the office their ringtone will go off and everybody's like what the fudge i love yeah. when it happens in like a play or something like that. oh it's the worst yeah it's so you bad. just know it's a it's a boomer. i'm like extra worried about that i Me go too. on airplane mode i turn my phone off yeah that's a bit much but like uh now i have to remember to keep my watch on silent as well 
Yeah, my watch is always on silent. Yeah. Any hoozle. That's cool. Wow. I didn't know you got a watch. Yeah. Nice. Just, just bought it. Nice. Five, Congrats. baby. Five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Living large. I was thinking about getting that, but it mm. was too expensive. Great. So as, <laughs> as an elderly man, um, I listen to national public radio. As yeah. do we all. Huge fan of Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Yeah. And sometimes when she has COVID-19, she is not on the air and there are other people interviewing. John Denkowski. Uh, and I just heard an interview with somebody, uh, two people, actually. They're a group called Rachel and Vilray. Have you heard this? No. no. A couple of weeks ago. It's a duo and they're like a jazzy, poppy, Tin Pan Alley kind of band. And it's mm. just like old timey songs, but modern. And it's just just cute. They got an album. It's on Spotify. It's just a little thing I'm talking myself into. Cool. Nothing crazy. Nice. Good what album. is it called Check again? It out. Rachel and Vilray. Vilray, huh? V-I-L-R-A-Y. Don't know how I feel about that. Well, you better start feeling, baby. You better start feeling. <clears throat> is nice. that one of the songs? You better start feeling, baby? That would be pretty good. No, but it's just... Let's just, write it. You better start feeling, baby. You better start feeling... Cha-cha-cha. Is that the you chorus or the verse? Feeling, baby, oh, that's the verse. Feel my heart beat against yours. Baby, I like it. Better start feeling cha. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into this week? Um, I am talking myself into a, um, a technically it's a secondary YouTube channel from a YouTuber that I do like, who's actually originally a Twitch streamer. What the um, hell is I know happening? it's a lot. It's a I'm lot sorry. Of YouTube, Dan, the secondary YouTube channel from a Twitch streamer. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. slow down. Dan just talked himself into <laughs> muting his cell phone. Okay, you're gonna have to slow down oh, and it's break so it down. Yeah. So basically, there's this Twitch streamer that I've liked for a very long time. It's the channel is called Video Games Awesome. They had recently moved to Japan, and now they're making travel vlogs in Japan. I hate all of this. Um, but it's cool because they, um, they're, it, the channel is called Frash and Beck. His name is uh, Fraser. Uh, one of his nicknames is Frash. And, um, and, Wouldn't it be Frage? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is getting so was, much worse. It's weird. Hi, it's my a name weird is Jeffrey. Insight. You can call me Jaff. Thank Jeff. God this isn't the talking yourself into segment. You mean talking <laughs> you into segment. No, it's huh? talking yourself into. It's talking myself into. Yeah. Oh, you're saying, thank God it is in the... I what said is happening? <laughs> Jim, please power through this. I'm dying inside. <laughs> so basically, it's a travel vlog channel, and um, it's cool because it's stylized because he uses a 360 camera, but he stretches it out, so like you can see things happening on either side. It's like an ultra-wide angle, and it's very beautiful. He shoots it very well. I'm a big fan of his. We talk on Twitter every now and then. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying the channel. I talk on Twitter with YouTube men. Yeah, YouTube men. Um, but I'm enjoying it. It's pretty cool. I I like it a lot. It's called Fresh and Beck. I highly recommend it. Cool. Exploring Japan. Great. This segment is over. It's over. Okay, fellas. This week. I'm talking you into something that I've had written down on my list of subjects since before the first episode. Oh, really? Yes. This is an HBO series that I've loved since the first episode premiered. Oz. No. Damn. Never saw that, actually. It's pretty good. And it's very timely because right. at the time of the release of this episode, it will be coinciding with the premiere of season three. That's right, folks. I'm talking you into HBO's Insecure. The way you say that's right, 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. The way you say that's right, folks, you just assume that everybody collectively was like, yeah, insecure. insecure. It's insecure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it's they're doing. Three. Yeah. Insecure today. Insecure. Yeah. I mean, they saw the title of this episode. So guys, it's very much in the cultural zeitgeist right now. Is it? Because the only thing I've ever heard of is this being on our list. Well, you're not on black Twitter. You're oh. right. I haven't got the invite. No. Well, I would like to. I just nobody's. I would love me. to. It's it's great. So Insecure is a, a weekly HBO series starring Issa Rae. It was created by Issa Rae. It was predominantly written, executive produced, and sometimes directed by Issa Rae. Don't know who that is. Yeah, no idea. That's why I'm not invited to Black Twitter. That's yeah. a, that I have no clue for. Issa Rae is a gem. She is a hidden treasure in American film and tv culture what yeah. else would i know her from she has a movie that just recently came out and did not do well on valentine's day called the photograph Yikes. never heard of it uh with her and lakeith stanfield i've heard it's of a him. romantic comedy he's a good actor yep and she's in an upcoming romantic comedy that i can't remember the name of with kumail nanjiani where they're accused oh, of yeah. running over someone i did see that Jeff is still totally lost. I know Kumail Nanjiani. Jeff, just sit there comfortably in your white male privilege and let me teach you about Insecure. So uh, Insecure premiered on... HBO. HBO, September 23rd, 2016. It's roughly based on Issa Rae's web series, Awkward, Awkward Black Girl. Okay. It's basically uh, semi-autobiographical. It's a look at her life. Uh, traversing the trials and tribulations of a single African-American woman in Compton, California. Okay. Uh, it's also showrun, well, it was create co-created with Larry Wilmore, but I don't think mm. he is really hands-on. I think he, Just he was like more involved. Yeah, I think he was more involved of like bringing her to a wider audience and getting her exposure so that the series could happen on HBO. Um, she... The show has been like very successful for HBO. Very successful. Um, she's received two Golden Globe nominations for Best Actress but in a Comedy. Mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. In addition to a Primetime Emmy nomination <clears throat> for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Um, it's really good. Uh, it's sort of, it's definitely based on the main character who is also named Issa. Um, she's in her late 20s. Um, she's 35 I just looked her up in the first season I'm talking about hmm. it's the first season is eight episodes long um, and it sort of revolves around it's definitely from her perspective but it's also following her best friend Molly and a couple of their other friends um, so yeah it's an interesting look at what it is to be young black female and single at this time in uh, California and it's funny it's engaging it's dramatic well, she was in BoJack Horseman for two episodes. Yeah, oh. yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Just keep reading in the internet. It's, it's the cool. o- the only thing I've seen her in, and I haven't even seen that episode. Well, you're gonna love <laughs> her. She's very funny. There's a cool, um, uh, like technique of a way of narrating the show, which is her talking to herself and giving encouragement in her bathroom mirror. Yeah, and she also will uh, rap to herself as a way of like getting hyped up for mm. the day and stuff. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Um, it's very, it feels authentic. You could tell that she created it. You could tell that she's involved, heavily involved in the writing. It feels true. Uh, it's just really well done. So I am going to ask you guys to watch 
the first four episodes of season one of half Insecure. Half hour episodes? They are half hour episodes. That's not bad. That's doable. Yeah. Um, I think at that point, you will know if it's for you or not for you. Okay. And I think you'll be hooked. Uh, the show is primarily a dr- like a comedy, romantic comedy, dramatic comedy. It's also known for uh, some, some graphic nudity. And I'm a fan of graphic sexual situations and nudity and strong sexual content i'm a huge fan mom don't listen to this episode <laughs> jimmy <laughs> i'm going to give you a really fun challenge right oh now. yeah we have family members that listen to this <laughs> yeah oh no jimmy the first episode is entitled insecure as fuck. sorry jim the second episode is entitled messy as fuck. oh no the sorry, third jim. episode is racist as fuck. sorry jim and the fourth episode is thirsty as fuck. sorry jim awesome thanks i think there's going to be nudity in the fourth one so do you guys have any exposure to this i literally only know the name exists because of the list on our (laughs) google chart same i've never even heard of it i've never wow heard her name i just looked her up i've never even seen her it gets a lot of promotion on hbo i don't watch hbo i i frequent the hbo go app and i've never even seen this come up at all yeah. even when browsing through shows honestly oh the most hbo that i watch is for shows for this podcast yeah is this like a mandela effect does it actually exist is it real yeah. it does it, i've watched it so, for there, several it, years so there's now. no cornucopia in the fruit of the loom logo <laughs> is what you're telling me yes okay um what there's no cornucopia in the fruit of the loom. nope oh no there's not people everyone thinks there is so i think that you guys will like this show because it's authentic like i said earlier it doesn't feel like someone trying to tell the story of this young woman it's like yeah. her speaking feels realistic yeah and it's well acted well written it's funny it's awkward she's great i like it it's sort of like a like i would call it like a modern day mary tyler moore if you've ever watched that mm. it's sort of like a one woman show she's funny and weird and quirky and it's really enjoyable do you remember that girl i've never seen it but i'm aware of it yeah, that was a good show. yeah. maybe it probably wasn't but i was good. so when we come back you guys will have watched the first four episodes of the first season of Insecure. It's yeah, available insecure. streaming. Yeah. yeah, Jim. It's available streaming right now on HBO Go and HBO Now. And when we come back, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. Okay. Do it. Talk Me Into is the podcast that you're listening to, but you already know that because you're a smart person. Sure are insecure is the show we watched but you also know that because you're still you keep on being you you smart baby yeah guys <laughs> it's been a few weeks yeah i asked yeah. you to watch the first four episodes of season one of the hbo series insecure and we are going to spoil the heck out of them now we're gonna spoil it more than milk spoils itself after time and can, before we get into the meat of the episodes meat. i i want to just interject that um I really enjoyed rewatching them, and I'm going to continue rewatching this to get caught up for. So you were talked into, yes. And I, more than a lot of things we've done lately, I really hope you guys are into this because I had a lot of enjoyment watching these, and I would love to be able to converse with you about them. All right, interesting. Well, it does. It starts out in L.A. with some Kendrick Lamar playing. I'm a fan of both of those things. Yeah, I like (laughs) the vibe. I'm an L.A. boy. Pretty pretty cool opening sequence. Did you notice that, Jim? Some shots of the city. We yeah. gonna be all right. Yeah. yeah. It's a good track. Yeah, it is. Must have spent a lot of money getting that. Probably. And he's a he's a Compton boy, so everything is just making sense right now. So far, the first five seconds of the show. Mm-hmm. Digging it. 
and then I stopped watching it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so we're introduced to Issa, and it is her 29th birthday, and it makes me feel old because that's six years ago for me. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, and she- I mean, it was four years ago for her, too, so don't feel too bad. Oh, was This it? came out in 2016. Oh, yeah, in real life. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, and she works at a nonprofit, and she's just doing we the- We got daily, y'all. Yeah, doing the daily grind. Um, and at first, I was not liking the narration, which- it's not a thing of mine. Like if uh, if something needs narration, I'm for it. I support narration. Yeah. And I don't know if it was her voice or the delivery. And I think it was just the delivery. I wasn't too like, I don't know when something needs narration. I just think that it wasn't that great. And I'm glad it didn't stick throughout the show. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm I haven't so seen glad this, it didn't I stick. haven't seen this first episode since I think I it started in 2017. So I think, it, you know, it was like a few years ago, but I was like, oh, I don't remember there being narration. I don't even remember that. So it only lasted through the first episode. It was probably a pilot. And then afterwards, they probably were like, yeah, we don't need to do this. Yeah. So I'm glad that didn't stick. So that that's gone. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, what uh, what did you think about the beginning of Of the beginning? Yeah. Or just tell me Uh, thoughts on whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to (laughs) do. Jimmy, you talk for a while. Yeah. Um, No, I've so far. uh, uh, I'm moving the mic a lot Um, so far. I wasn't like super like sucked in. I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna be really into this or whatever. It, it kind of took me a while to be like, all right, I'm kind of down on board for this. Um, See, I th- I found it uh, incredibly easy to empathize with her uh, ha- having a pretty crappy 29th birthday because I think we've all been there. When yeah. maybe it wasn't your birthday, it was a different holiday or something. My 30th birthday was the first day I went to a gym and then I ate a pizza by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so we've all had times yep. like this. Yeah. She wanted more from it, but clearly no one in her life stepped up to plan it for her and she didn't want to do that. So Yeah. What did you guys think of her sorry ass birthday? Um pretty relatable. I've had <laughs> I've definitely had like Jeff said I've had birthdays like that too. Yeah, but was... that's when she went to the Ethiopian restaurant? Yeah. With her friend Molly? Dude, I Nigerian, I believe. I thought it said Ethiopian because I wrote it down. Oh boy! Either way, it's I'm either being very insensitive to different African countries or I'm right. But either way, I f with some Ethiopian food. So, like to me, that's a successful birthday. If one <laughs> of you guys wanted to go to Lalibela in New Haven with me um, in September when it's my birthday, when COVID nineteen is over, maybe uh, I'll do that. Yeah, but then she goes home to her boyfriend Lawrence. They've been yeah. together for a while. Uh-huh. <sighs> And he's not in a great place. No, he's no. Not. And she's she says she spent my entire spent my entire twenties with a guy I'm not even going to end up with. Girl, same. Uh, that's very relatable to me. And yeah. And Lawrence is down because he had a job interview that didn't go well. Yeah, he's he's in his pajamas even though they were supposed to go out. And he's like, can't we just rent Redbox and stay home? Yeah, it's kind of a lousy boyfriend. And yeah. then and then she starts like texting an ex or a guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Her ex Daniel, Daniel, and uh, yeah, yeah. So throughout this, I was like, "Oh no, is this supposed to be a comedy?" Because <laughs> I didn't laugh once. There was there were some funny moments with the kids. Some of them were pretty funny, like uh, my... when she was talking to herself when she was trying on different lipsticks. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. which is recurring throughout the series. Yeah, the mirror talk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, her friend Molly was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I thought the little. Uh, argument they had at the restaurant that caused a scene sorry jim there's gonna be a lot of swears in this one but you can't really talk about this show uh when she started talking about molly's broken that's why she's single yeah yeah that was funny yeah that was funny 
Oh yeah, yeah. There was. Uh, well, it took me a second to like. It's not a straight up. No, comedy. it's not like a curb your enthusiasm. No, it's it's, it's a drama, it's a dramatic comedy. Yeah. I didn't know that this show was going to be like following a through storyline. I thought it was going to be more in the vein of like Broad City, where every episode is a little oh, bit different. No. <laughs> um, so I was, my expectations were elsewhere, basically. Um, and then as the series is going on, I'm like, oh, this is more of a dramedy. Yeah. And um, maybe I didn't do a great job explaining that in the first half of the episode. But yeah. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. They, uh, Issa finds out that. Uh, her ex Daniel is going to be at this club for this open mic night, and she basically talks Molly into taking her out there. Like, you know, hey, let's go have girls' fun at night. This club. But really, the ulterior motive is to see her ex. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the process of being at this club, which is kind of lame and cr- you know, kind of hood, um, she gets talked into going up on stage by her ex Daniel, where she freestyles a rap about Molly called "Broken." Yeah. Which is pretty catchy and funny. Which, uh, that song was very catchy. And I watched the first three episodes when my wife was at work. And then she came home. And then the next day, uh, I was singing Broken P- <laughs> And she was like, is it me? What's wrong? What's is it me? <laughs> no, she didn't say that. She was like, what are you singing? And I was like, Broken P- It's the song. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and then the end of the episode, she gets a text from Daniel and decides to go to his house. Yes. After somewhat breaking up with Lawrence. But not really. Yeah. Just she like, was just like, what of, are yeah. we doing? Where are we going? I don't know if I, maybe we should get our shit together separately and see what's up. And then he's like, we need to talk about this. And she's like, I'm going to stay at Molly's house. And uh, she ends up, well, that was the night she went to the club and she stayed at Molly's house. And then she ends up going to Daniel's house and <coughs> And like, seems like they're going to try to start things again. And then she kisses him and he's immediately like, I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah. Which is super awkward. Pretty crappy. Yeah. He just wanted to hook up. Yeah. (coughs) I don't really have anything more to say about this episode. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not going to propel this. I've seen the show. You guys talk. At the end of this episode, my first impressions of the series, um, I kind of have to agree with Jimmy. And that it doesn't pull off dramatic enough to be a drama and it didn't pull off funny enough to be a comedy. Like, yeah. I could see both of them. I get the relationship things. That's like, I sort of liked it and it was funny, but not like uproariously funny. Mm. So I was trying to find the balance to see if I liked it or not. I, I couldn't really tell. Yeah. My expectations, like I said, were more towards like a show like Broad City where I was like, oh, no. Like I, I, I was kind of worried because I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to be relatable enough to me to be like a situational comedy where I could be like, oh, I relate to that. That's funny. I'm like, I'm a white man from <laughs> from Connecticut. I'm not sure if I'm going to be. Yeah, able but to relate, I also but... did relate to a lot of it being a white man from Connecticut. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's the part I like about it. Like, really? I'm not a black woman from California and which this show is like really about in uh, the third episode, especially. Yeah. But like, it's still relatable. It's still human. Right. It's not made for us, but there's um, enough at its core that is universal, especially for people our age who are navigating like online dating and stuff. I felt that as the show was definitely going on. So Um, let's get into episode two. Sure. Uh, So this episode is messy as fuck. Yeah, it sure is. 
I don't remember the specifics of this one. Jeff, wow. do either of you do it, Jeff? So yeah. this is when she tells Molly she gets Daniel in the car and that she wants to stay with Molly for a bit, and you know she's crashing on her bestie's couch after a breakup. I know that I'm sitting on my old bed right now. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is the episode where Lawrence is trying to get better, and you're like, oh, that's the character that's good. Yeah, he's, he's not, not a piece yeah, of crap. Yeah, he's not a garbage eater like yeah. you're led to believe. He's, he's actually, just in a little bit of a slump. Yeah, he's like depressed because he can't get a job and he can't support him and his girlfriend. And you're, and then like this, you sort of see like. She Issa's kind of the villain because she's like avoiding him in the grocery store. Yeah, and you're like, that was oh this episode. yeah, this yeah. is uh, yeah, I'm I'm Team Lawrence. Yeah, it just gives a little extra depth to the characters. It definitely does. That's what I like about this is that you kind of switch between like who you're rooting for. Yep. Like um uh, this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but Molly met a dude at the uh the club that they were at. Yep. And um, eventually they they go out on a few dates, I believe, and they're at like a party uh-huh. and um, they're like really feeling each other. And then she's been talking about getting uh, onto this like exclusive dating site or whatever. And like the league. Yeah. And as soon as like she gets that, she like dumps his ass immediately. I was like, oh, no, I feel for that guy. Yeah. So I want to talk about that moment a little bit when we get to the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I love the moment where Issa and Molly are having brunch. And they're just discussing, like, what's up with them. And Molly's like, maybe you're right. Maybe I do have a broken <laughs> She's like, so I'm going to take, like, a self-help day. It's like self-care day. And just get pampered, you know, mani-pedi, yeah. facial, vajacial, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Nice. And, um, yeah, and Issa is deciding that she's going to be, like, the more outgoing, easygoing version of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that moment was pretty funny. Seeing them interact with each other and just discuss the perils of Molly's dating life. We get a little bit more of her, like, backstory, what she's dealing with. I love seeing her at the office, which comes in, like, intermittently Mm -hmm. throughout. Um, Where a bunch of people are basically, like, clamoring over this other girl, too. Yeah. And I think um, this wasn't a huge plot episode. This was set up plot. It's set up taking the kids to the beach because Molly said that she's never been to the beach. And he's right. like, you're from L.A. You've never been to the beach. Yeah. And she's like, no. And and I that's that's another thing we can't relate to, because, like, I've been to L.A. and I've been to the beach and like it's a big city, but you could drive there. You can get there in a yeah. half hour from Compton or Inglewood or wherever the f- you're from. Sorry, yeah. Jim. Um, so she's like, let's bring these inner city kids to the beach because a lot of them may never get that opportunity. Yeah. So it's setting that up for the next episode. That's true. And this is where we start to see with that plot and some of the stuff coming up, um, the interesting social and class dynamics of the show. Um, we'll get more into that in the next episode, but they're starting to lay the groundwork to show that there's definitely a divide between this circle of friends, Issa, Molly, Drea, there that you see in the next episode that are uh, a more like more affluent, more educated African American people mm-hmm. who happen to live in like Crenshaw, Compton, Inglewood mm-hmm. versus real struggling inner city lower socioeconomical people and there's a lot of interesting interplay in there about how they view themselves in relation and how they sort of like code switch back and forth yeah um but yeah i think that it's it's interesting that molly calls herself like a hood rat she's like i was a hood rat i didn't go to the beach until i was in college 
but then later on turns her nose down at Lawrence for not like going to college and they joke around at his expense that he works at rent a car place and stuff. So yeah, I just think that's an interesting dynamic that gets introduced in this episode. Uh, a weird thing that happened to um uh there are there are a few moments where like like you were talking about earlier the mirror speak where um uh she's like somebody says something to Issa and she basically like bitches her out and says that is the white whitest shit you've ever said or whatever. Mm-hmm. But turns out she didn't actually say that, but like it wasn't differentiated enough where it could have been mirror speak, but it wasn't. Like it was oh, weird. Yeah, it was, it was like yeah. her fantasy of what yeah, she would say. Yeah, it was say. like a fantasy, but like in other places they use the mirror speak for that. I don't know. I just thought that was a weird continuity thing. Because there's one part in one episode when Molly walks in and she's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's actually, I don't know. It is weird. Yeah. I think she is speaking out loud to that mirror. <clears throat> That's what I thought. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I think that is true. But like, it was weird because like she had like a fantasy, but well, there was no mirror. replaced that with the mirror. Yeah. yeah. She was in the break room at work. Yeah. That was a strange. I thought that was a weird continuity thing that they could have tweaked to make then it a little get, better. Then we get to... Well, I want to say one more thing about this episode because it does get a little bit more into Issa's um, work life, which becomes a more of a plot point in the next episode. But Issa's supposed to give this big presentation about how to expose kids from the inner city to a wider world that they never would have the opportunity to see. Mm -hmm. She totally blows that presentation. And I like that. She's not like awesome at her job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It helps, uh, make her more relatable to me that she's not just killing it all the time. Yeah. Like she comes up with this great idea that her boss loves of like, Hey, we could do more outside of school. And she's like, great. Give me a presentation. And she like totally blows the presentation because she didn't prepare for it. And also, the reason why she doesn't prepare for it is pretty embarrassing and not relatable, which is that she's like, oh, I'll just say anything and these white people will believe it because I'm black, basically. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't work. No. So, but yeah, Jeff, you want to talk about the next episode, which I think is <clears throat> pretty important out of the four that we watched. Yeah. Episode yeah. three, racist. F- Sorry, Jim. In which three white men explain racial injustice. Huh. And it was yeah. super cringy. As not only a white man, but just a human being with eyes and a heart <laughs> to experience. Yeah. Um, because uh, I don't have to experience that in my life. And that's that's a good thing for me. But is it fair? No. What part of the episode are you talking about? Just in general. What three white men? I wrote. That's what I wrote down. Three of her co-workers. They were like talking. Oh, I don't. I think there was only one man. That's why I was confused. Oh, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically but like, she's just like sitting there on the sideline while these three people talk about like oh it's so hard for black people and minorities <laughs> and you're like oh, oh yeah and they also so don't rough. like her idea of going to the beach so they're constantly like talking about it behind her back yeah like sending yeah. emails without her on it yeah or sending texts to each other without yeah, when her. they're on the beach and or f- when on the bus frida which is the woman with like the curly hair yeah is like her partner on this project and she had gone along with it but i think she realizes that that affected Issa. She's generally a pretty good person. She, she apologizes later in the episode. Yeah, she apologizes and tries to make up for it. But there's a lot going on with race in this episode. Oh yeah, I mean the the title. I want to talk about know. um the scene at the party that Jimmy alluded to. Mm-hmm. So so this is a house party at Drea, who is the one that kind of looks like Beyonce. She has like blonde wavy hair, mm. and her husband who um has glasses. So we're introduced to them. They're in this nice house and they're having this conversation about um, 
basically like why black men don't form relationships with black women more yeah and um it's just about entitlement and things like that and uh it's interesting to see that molly has invited her new i don't know if they're boyfriend girlfriend but her new love interest yeah this guy lawrence to this situation because he feels so out of place and you could just yeah. see it in the way he interacts with them yeah he's definitely from a different class and he just can't relate to a lot of what they're saying and it becomes evident when they ask him what college he went to <laughs> and he's like oh i didn't go to college and drea's husband i forget his name he's immediately like oh that's cool that's cool nice man he's like um He's like, yeah, that's. I forget how he phrases it. It's, like, but it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It's just so. I I know that this is about race, and that's why they bring the college thing up. But I also dropped out of community college. Yeah, and well, this is more about class, but well, y- yeah. Um, but my job. Um, most people went to college, so yeah. like the other day they're talking about it, and like as soon as that happens i like tense up because i'm like oh we're in the same position and i didn't go to college and accrue all this debt so like i don't want to talk about it because like i don't know i I didn't lie i didn't put it on my resume they still hired me yeah but it's just like ah i don't this is embarrassing and yeah and you could feel for him yeah exactly that's what i'm saying jim it's relatable jim okay and behind his back they're calling calling him uh renta n-word because he works at a rent-a-car place. Oh, that's right. Pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah. But at the end of the party, you know, Molly's like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. And they basically like, I don't want to say it's anything too serious, but she's like, I like you a lot. And he's like, I like you a lot, mm-hmm. which makes what happens in the next episode even worse. Yeah. Because it's sort of like a low-level commitment, like they're going to keep dating each other. Um, But the other race thing that comes into play in this episode a lot is at Molly's workplace. And, and this gets really awkward with the new summer intern, who's also an African-American woman. But mm-hmm. she, like Dan mentioned, code switching, uh, does not. She's just who she is. Yeah. yeah. And then Molly kind of confronts her about that. And then she goes off on her like, I spent my whole life code switching and now I'm not going to do that. The opposite. She she confronts the intern yeah. and Molly asks her to quote unquote switch it up. Yeah. Should she I says not say that? She's never switched it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I was this way in college. You're I was right. this way in grad school and yeah. and stuff like that. And she's like, and it's working for me. Well, it's not working here in this predominantly white law firm because a couple scenes later, one of the partners pulls Molly aside and asks her to have a conversation with the summer oh, intern. Because so yep. she's not living up to the culture that they yeah, created as soon as they said that i was like this is uncomfortable and molly knew it too yeah and she's like oh okay so molly has a conversation with this guy that she's dating through the league and um he basically says like you need to stand up for yourself and and tell her that like you know this is, does this happen in episode four i can't remember one of these episodes. Either way. I don't think so. I think this is the the correct episode. But either way, basically, <clears throat> like, she does go to, um, I think it does resolve in episode four. She does go back to the partner and makes it clear that she's not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, n- neither one of them is saying their true emotions on this. She, she sort of, like, hides it in, like, oh, I've only been here for, like, a year. Maybe it would be better coming from you. Mm. And the partner's like, okay, I get what you're saying. And then the next scene, Molly's walking back into work and she passes by a conference room and all the white partners, all men with that one woman are gathered around the summer intern 
confronting her and she looks very uncomfortable and so does Molly. Yeah. What'd you guys think about this whole plot line? I think it's fine. I don't think, I mean, it's not like it's what the episode's about. It's part of what it's about. So I don't have too yeah. much to say about it. Like it's there to show you stuff, but I don't think it went too far. In the context of the it. episode, it, it definitely it felt more like a B storyline. Or a uh, C storyline. Yeah. Um, I think it was used to show us more about Molly's character. Like It was. Yeah. Like, yeah. The interaction Obviously between Lawrence and Issa showed us a lot about who they are. This to yeah. me was interesting that Molly never considered sticking up for the intern code switching and quote unquote acting white are so ingrained in her that she confronted the intern before she was asked to. I thought she saw that as something like threatening to her job. I think there's a little bit of that too, because in the beginning, the new intern was very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just found it interesting that never once was she like, this is wrong and I should support her. No, she was immediately looking like, for herself. Yeah. And, which, which is unfortunate, but it's true. It's self-preservation. Yeah. And we see that later with how she handles Lawrence, which is that you're cool and everything, but if I have an opportunity to date a guy in the league, yeah. then I'm going to go for it, which is pretty shitty. Yeah, messed up. Um, this storyline, or this episode, we're also getting some stuff with um, Issa's boyfriend. I don't Can remember Can we his talk name. about the Lawrence. beach first? Because that's towards the end of the episode. The beach? This is when they go to yeah. the beach. Yeah. Oh, I right. thought that was in episode four. Nope. Okay. This is the episode where they go to the beach, and this is Do like it, Jeff. This is the real scummy part where like her white coworkers are like, "Oh, can you? Do you even need sunscreen?" And yeah. like all these stereotypes that you've heard about non-white people, yeah. it's just but thrown. Issa has my favorite line of all four episodes in that moment, which is her, one of her male coworkers says, "Why don't any of them swim?" And exactly. Response, I literally wrote that down. Slavery. slavery. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. And that just tells you That's right the there. That's the only quote from all four of these episodes that I wrote down. So yeah. good. I laughed out loud. Yeah, me too. That was really good. Yeah, so then, Jimmy, as you were saying. Yeah, so um, Lawrence is his name. Uh, he was, uh, he's been going out for interviews, trying to get a job, and he um, he has to go back to the unemployment office. And he recognizes a, uh, or I, maybe she recognized him, um, uh, a person that he was once affiliated with, I'm assuming. Well, I think it's because he gets his unemployment check and he goes to the same bank. Yeah. So he has like right. a, a connection with this teller. It's just a preferred yeah. bank teller that he yeah, sees. Yeah, and I wrote week. down, oh, okay. that's big what I booby seen. banker Tasha Bay, basically, yeah. Yeah, I wrote down, even I'm attracted to Tasha. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I was like, oh boy. Uh, him and Issa are trying to get things going again, but yeah, like is there a, a love square? Yeah, like, I don't know what's going to be happening. Yeah, because uh, Lawrence and Issa seem to have um, reconciled. Yeah, in some ways, I mean, well, he's trying. We also skipped over like he missed her birthday, so he's trying to like make it throw up to a her. Little, little party for her, yeah. make it up to her, make a cake, all that stuff. So he's trying to reconcile their relationship. Yes. Yeah, so there was the. There was a scene where um she just oh when she just got home from the beach she he's cooking up dinner for her and uh she accidentally spills some on the couch and um as soon as they start wiping some stuff off the couch immediately there's an entire montage of I their entire life on the couch and I was like 
that is some prestige ass television shit. Yeah, that and, was probably uh, my favorite part about the entire four And it was all like in happened. fast motion. Yeah. So it was just skimming through like moments and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You see their entire relationship. Yeah, I thought that was so cool and so well done. And the music that they put in there was really good. And you also see how their relationship soured, basically. Yeah. They but, gr- grow apart on that couch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It no, was that, so good. I'm glad you brought that up because I was definitely going to. Yeah, definitely my favorite part of these four episodes that we watched. And that's where they basically have a conversation about like, hey, like he admits that he hasn't been there for her and that he's been sort of wallowing and he needs to get back on track. And, you know, she admits that maybe she didn't give him the support he needed. And they both basically recommit to each other. He's like, I'm in this if you're in this. And she says the same. And they're going to go buy a new couch, which is sort of like. Uh, now a metaphor for their relationship yeah they're restarting they drag the old couch out to the curb and they're Mm -hmm. gonna get a new couch they're getting a bouch yeah Yeah. i love that okay so this guy comes in (laughs) in this episode their neighbor and i'm happy to tell you sorry if you consider this a spoiler but he will be running through the entire series and he is amazing I forget his name. He's a blood, not a crypt. So every C word he changes to a B yeah. word. Uh-uh, is that baby, a thing this is a blood do? house. Yes, it is. I had Wait, no idea. I did. I didn't know people bloods didn't use C words. I'm sure not all of them, but it's a thing I've heard of before. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was just in the show. Yeah, he's like me and my baby girl were just watching Bear Bears. Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> he's the best, and yeah. he's like Lawrence. He basically gives Lawrence some advice. He's like, listen, East is a good girl. If you can make it work, make it work. But if not. I got some bitches for you. Yeah, no, he was really good. Um, that whole aspect of that was pretty funny. Um, so then I guess we're getting to thirsty as f- which Sorry, same. Um, <laughs> but um, so this episode uh, starts off with some awkward shower sex between Issa and Lawrence. And I was like, girls do like hot water. <laughs> He's like, is that how hot you always have it? Yeah, yeah that's it's true. I, I am. Don't, so I don't know down. why it's a thing, but it's true. I am so down with showing an honest depiction of sh- shower sex because like, it's not enjoyable guys. The moment it's that so was super dumb. relatable for me was okay. They're like shuffling. And that's like usual awkwardness that you may have seen in like TV and movies or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, you stand here. You stand here. When she drops the shampoo and he immediately goes to, my dad's friend slipped on shampoo and became paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's some real shit. And she's like, are you thinking about your dad now? And he's like, no, I'm thinking about my dad's paralyzed friend. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, then they go furniture shopping for the couch. And this yeah. is my life. Like me and my <laughs> Which wife. Which couple are you, though? It. No, we're the we're the You're couple. Issa and Lawrence. Yeah. We're like, I'll but, but without the lotion problems. dispensers. We're, yeah. yeah, we're a different couple. Because they oversee an older white couple who's having a huge argument over purchasing <laughs> the a guy, lotion dispenser. And the guy's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> She's like, what are you going to do? Put lotion from one bottle into another bottle? And he's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was very Kirby enthusiasm me. Oh, yeah. so good. That was a great scene. That was very funny. Um, this show definitely seemed a lot funnier as I got more invested with the characters. And I think the show just sort of grew as it as it was going on. Um, so for this episode, I don't remember anything that happened. A big part of this, well, this episode was career day at, at the school that Issa career was helping. Day, yeah. This is where Issa has Daniel come to her school. Yep. Oh, yes, that's right. To teach the kids, and it seems to be going well. And the kids are like, "Oh, you like Miss Issa?" Yeah. And oh, he yeah. was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> and and then playing beats, and then the co- topic came up that, "Oh, you know who used to rap? Miss Issa used to rap." And then yeah. the kids, being kids and knowing the internet, find the broken 
song. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. But uh, we have probably the biggest <clears throat> mirror moment of the four episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Issa's in the bathroom at the school. And she's basically having a fantasy about Daniel. Oh, yes. And she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I don't know. It's your fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, she's like, don't do that. And he starts taking off his clothes. And uh, it's just funny. She's having this whole conversation about like, I'm with Lawrence. I'm committed to Lawrence and stuff. And he's like, well, then why'd you bring me here? And then all of a sudden, Molly walks out of one of the stalls. She's like, who are you talking to? Yeah. That was and, good. Um, So, yeah. This is also where a big Lawrence storyline, because he find, he can't get a job anywhere for his like skill level. Mm-hmm. So he settles and gets a job at Best, Best Buy. Buy. Yeah. And it's just like, it's to him, it's demeaning and degrading degrading is the word i meant to say um because it's below his skill level which is very relatable yeah he has a moment where he looks like he's in his element he's talking to a woman about like computers troubleshooting some computer issue the best of it he's enjoying his job and then the manager store manager comes over and he's like uh someone's out in housewares so i need you to cover washers and dryers and he's like he's like yeah i got hired to work with computers he's like oh they all have computers you'll fit in you'll do good (laughs) you're smart and I was like, oh, man, that sucks. But then you yeah. also see him on lunch break with uh, Tasha. So there's something going on there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Lawrence, see, no one's all good or bad. It's just like real life. <laughs> I know. That is something that I do like about the show a lot is that everybody has positive and negative attributes to their own personality. But and you see it all unlike real people when you exactly, just see one side. Yeah. But also you see more of Tasha, which is that like in the bank, she's super like supportive and professional and like she's. You could see why he's attracted to her. Besides physically, she's a very nurturing person towards mm-hmm. him. Yep. Then when you see her outside of work in the in the cafeteria or wherever it is, the food court, she's like not smart. Like no, yeah, not yeah, to sound yeah. like a like a jerk, but she's everything basic. she's, she's basic. yeah, she's basic B. Everything about her is just like so surface level. Yeah. And Lawrence is just eating it up, and I'm like, dude, come on, she's no Issa. She's yeah. just like sitting there, just like talking about like dumb shit, like. He's talking about his dreams of like launching an app and she's like, oh, do that. I hear you can make a lot of money doing that. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I have a dream too. I don't, I don't want to be a bank teller my whole life. I want to be a bank manager. Yeah. I like what you that said, was, Jeff. That's funny. Basic. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much this episode. We get to the moment yeah. Jeff referenced. The little kids find the broken song and Issa does not look thrilled about it. She looks nervous. No. So what's going to happen? I don't know, because Dan admitted to us that he just picked four episodes, not knowing where it ended, because sometimes we try to do, like, story caps. Yeah. Um, but this time, he's just, like, four episodes. Seems There's fine. no story cap. As yeah. Jimmy mentioned earlier, this is a through storyline, not only for this season, but for the entire series. Yeah, You're I following figured. these characters and their trials and tribulations. I do think that this arbitrary four episodes that I picked kind of left you in a nice place, because... It did. You've got hints of upcoming plots. Is Issa going to see fallout from the Broken Pussy song? Is Lawrence going to be, you know, cheat on Issa? Is Issa going to cheat on Lawrence? Like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? What's up with Molly? She doesn't seem super thrilled with her workplace. She doesn't su- seem super thrilled with her dating life. There's a lot of ways this show can go, boys. <laughs> and it's I just guess, the way of the road, bubs. I guess <laughs> I have to find out if you're going to keep following it with me by asking you a big question. Do oh, it. Yeah. Jimmy. Jeff. That's me. Was I able to talk you into insecure? 
Yes. yes. Oh, man, I'm happy about I'm this. I'm glad you worded it the way you did. Was I able to talk you into Insecure? Because I was a no for the last week and a half. Oh, boy. And in the last five minutes, having this conversation turned me into a yes. Hey, that's what Jimmy says. <laughs> yeah, that's a me thing. It, it's happened before. There's sometimes yeah. when either I don't know and I'm like, let's see how the conversation goes. But this I was like, just like I said before. Not enough drama to be dramatic, not enough comedy to be a comedy. And I was just like, it's fine. It's passable. It's not something that I need to watch or want to watch. But this was a good conversation. It made me remember it. And I remembered the episodes fondly. Mm. And plus, I told you that the blood neighbor is coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who I might I might be quarantined for the next seven months. Who knows? Anything can happen. So true. Plus, uh, four seasons is pretty doable. I didn't and know. They're it was nice, ending. like 22 yeah. minute. So, yeah, I don't know. Palatable I, I, episodes. It, it's it's a good enough show for me to watch. Um, there's a lot of times when I just put like a documentary on that I'm not really paying attention to and I could be watching this instead. Also, so. if I could tell you one thing, I should have said this before I asked you, but something that mm. could possibly get you even more engaged by the end of the season, you will have seen Issa Rae naked and you will enjoy it. <laughs> oh, well, no. you kind of saw like her butt and her side. Oh, there's a lot more coming. I enjoyed what I've seen, even with clothes on, like yeah. even her shirts. I would wear every <laughs> single piece of clothing that she wears. Yeah. And like all of her shirts are awesome. She's very cool. There's a lot of cool people in this show that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, so for this show, the first episode, I was like, oh, no, I don't think I'm <laughs> going to like this at all. Um, and then as the show was going on, I started getting more invested in the characters. And I'm happy that it's a through storyline. It's not like a one-off kind of show. Mm. And um, no, I'm excited to keep on going with I'm it. I'm just a sucker for relationship stuff like this. I am that's too. That's the whole it. show, baby. Oh, man. That's like love. I, I love, was like, love. Oh, oh, love is great. Yeah. Did you watch favorites. Love, Dan? No. We're it's on the love. list. Let's, we're it's doing been on it. on the list, yeah. It, it's the white version. I will say that <laughs> it becomes a little bit difficult to quote this show as yeah. us because they drop a lot of N-bombs. It's yeah, cool, but, but it's, still, it's part of their culture. It feels show. it feels true to me. I've never been a yeah. black woman in Compton, but it feels right, doesn't <laughs> it? Maybe in a past life. Yeah, it's very relatable. It's a relatable show for anybody. I'm so glad you guys watch it because I'm. And then keep uh, it. Diane, Molly's coworker, she's the girl from Pen Fifteen, and in oh, my head, that's she's 15 years old. But in this show, she's an adult. It's oh, crazy. is that the coworker that gets engaged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Okay, I'm going to spoil something, but it's not anything plot related. It's one joke. The theme, you know how she's been dating and is now engaged to a black man that, yeah. that mm -hmm. angers Molly mm -hmm. because Molly thinks that all black men should be with black women. Yep. women. The theme for their wedding is the song Black and Yellow. Oh, no. Which is just too good. It is too good. Wowie, wow, wow. You want to talk about a basic couple? That's super basic. <laughs> Okay, I can't wait to keep watching these and discussing them with you guys yeah, for season four. Yeah. So next week... We got a weird one, boys. We got another weird one. Getting weird again. Okay. It's going to be fun. So next week, <gasps> Jeff had such a fun time with doing a mystery topic. Yeah. He was like, we're doing it again, boys. But this time, we're changing it up a it's little bit. It's a little bit. twisty twist. So last time, yeah. if you didn't know, go listen to the mystery episode. I'm not going to tell you what the topic is, but I picked a topic that not even I had consumed and we all watched it and all decided if we were talked into it. Yeah. This time I was like, 
we got a huge list of topics we want to cover. We've always maintained this huge list. Mm-hmm. The show is going on for years, everybody. Don't worry. There's, <laughs> there's no drought of things we want to talk about. But I was like, what if we just pick, we each pick three topics that we're sort of interested in, nothing yeah. big, like we weren't going to do a Bruce Springsteen or like yeah. a huge thing that's really close to us. Pick three things. We're going to put them all in a hat. So there's nine random topics and we're going to pick one out. And then do whatever the topic says. And we're not going to pick that topic until we are recording. So we don't know. I know the three things that might get picked. Yeah. But I don't know the other six and the same with them. So we're going to do mystery topic two picked from a hat. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited for this because I picked three pretty like goofy. Well, they're not like goofy, but they're like topics that like I'm not like raring to like do. But like they're gonna be fun episodes if we do it. I didn't know that was the conceit, so I am rearing to do mine. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, even if it doesn't get picked, we'll do it eventually. Yeah, yeah. So I think that on the show when we record, we'll pick the one and then we'll just tell everybody what the other ones were because I think that'll be funny to know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it is. We'll do it next week. You'll yeah. hear it all next week. We'll have it hashed out by then. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna talk about it in five minutes and then record. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, where can people find us on the oh, internet? They can find us at Talk Me Into on Twitter, uh, Talk Me Into on Facebook, and if you feel so inclined, I haven't said it in a while, guys. You guys have been taking it. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an email at talkmeinto at gmail.com. Make sure you send us your reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they call it now. And if you can't do that, make sure and send us an email and uh, we'll read it on the show. It'll be very fun. Very fun. Yeah. Very can, fun. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you want to support your boys, you can go to patreon.com slash talk me into. We have a ton of exclusive stuff on there. You'll enjoy it all. Jeff, where can people find you personally online? People can find me personally online on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. Jeff five F's the number 27 on Instagram at large hard on collider. It's sciency. It's wienery. It's me, Dan. Where can people find you on the world? wide web i'm on twitter under the name danny underscore breakdown jimmy <laughs> i'm also on twitter at son of a fitch and also on instagram s-o-n-n-a-v-a-f-i-t-c-h on twitter and instagram thank you for listening to talk me into what will we talk you into next i literally don't know what will we talk you into next We're scored. Scored. Oh, I need a fun fact. You're on. Tell me when you're ready, Jim. One second. One. That is one of the greatest jokes someone can ever make. Is it? (laughs) Hold on. I got to look up one thing. You're insecure. Don't know what for. uh -uh. You guys name that song. Insecure. No. Want me to sing more? Jimmy's got it. The way that you jump the gun. Oh, oh, you don't know you're beautiful. Oh, oh, that's what makes you beautiful. Really good, guys. Now, who sings it? Is that One Direction? Yes. Oh, I hate that I know that. <laughs> Anyone hear Harry Styles do Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel on Howard Stern this week? No. No. It was good. I, even if I did listen to Stern, I would have skipped that interview. I skipped the interview, but I heard he was covering that, and it was really good. I like when your fingers smell like your de- deodorant. <laughs> I thought you say your duty. <laughs> <laughs> duty. Yeah.
wipe it without the tissue. I like when your fingers smell like punani. I don't want to know what that is. You don't know what punani is? No. Jeff's wow. a punani poet. I love punani. <laughs> Poontang pie. Yeah. Is it a... Uh... It's vagine. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I do like when it smells like that, but <laughs> it's been a while. Been a while. Oh, f- I already did that. <laughs> I did that last episode. Pulled my head up high. Maybe too. Remember when they used to be like a metal band and then they realized if they just sang sad, slow, boring songs that they'd get more hits, so that's all they do now? Is that Nickelback? Stained. Oh. That's all they've ever done. No, they were like a new metal band. Well, Sugar Ray was also like that before they became popular. Their oh, first yeah? album, or they were the Shrinky Dinks and then they turned into Sugar Ray. <laughs> you know a lot about Sugar Ray. Oh, You're a sugar daddy. <laughs> Dude, if I was in Sugar Ray, I would demand that our fans be called Sugar Daddies. Why'd you just like almost expose your nipple? You pulled your shirt collar <laughs> no, down I, I so went to far. Because it like got it. pulled up and then like. He was like, oh. Hello, Talk Me Into listener. This is Jeff, your favorite Talk Me Into host. Not my favorite, but probably your favorite. My favorite would probably have to be the not Jimmy one. Anyway, I was asked to uh, fudge. That's terrible. Hello, Talk Me Into listener. This is your least favorite. Nope, that's Jimmy's line. 